Good morning. Good morning. And Happy New Year. It is nice to see everyone uh, on this brisk and sunny day. Um, we're glad that you're here. If you're visiting with us, we're especially pleased with your presence and hope that you will be back with us. As some of you have noticed and was mentioned by Randy just a second ago, our, our children are with us, and so uh, we're glad to have them uh, in our presence in the assembly. Uh, in the bulletin, there are some guides and some helps. If, um, if you would like, uh, you can read those to, to, to get a better sense on how you can best uh, um, uh, uh, react and respond and uh, um, uh, bless the children who are with us. Um, also, if you have any additional questions, uh, Julie Bergman, our children's minister, uh, raise your hand, Julie, just in case everyone doesn't know where Julie is. There she is. You can chat with her, and she'll be glad to give you some specific uh, helps and advice and guidance on that. Now, kids, uh, I'm going to need your help in just a few minutes, so don't go to sleep or don't get too distracted. Don't go anywhere. Don't go to the bathroom. Just kind of chill for just a second because I'm going to need your help in a minute. So just uh, just, just give me a second, and uh, we'll get to uh, uh, where I need your help. Um, we also want to remind everyone that our chili cook-off is coming January 25th. Uh, you can look inside the bulletin for more details or go on our website. There's all kinds of different ways that you can win a prize. And, and if you just make it so hot that no one can eat it, you can win a prize. And, uh, uh, and, and that's happened before. <laughs> and so uh, it's always a good time. And uh, I look forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, last Sunday, uh, Josh Iglesias was baptized. I haven't seen Josh this morning. I saw his, his dad. Uh, Josh, are you here? I, they might be over in the, Engl- uh, the Spanish assembly, but uh, uh, if, if you see Josh, uh, please uh, welcome him and uh, let, you, uh, let him know how much you appreciate uh, his decision and him being a part of this church family. That was on the last Sunday of the year. A new day. Have you noticed that uh, some people like it and others don't? It just kind of depends on your perspective, I guess, that, that it gets a lot darker earlier in, in the wintertime. Uh, it has to do with the rotation of the sun and the, uh, the earth, the rotation of the earth around the sun, the tilting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, December 21st is actually the longest night of the year, the shortest day. And so we've already passed that and we're slowly making our way back towards longer days and shorter nights. But what we experience here is nothing close to what people who live in Barrow, Alaska experience. Uh, Barrow is one of the most northern cities in the state of Alaska. Um, and um, uh, it's above the Arctic Circle. And so the sun set, uh, singular, last year on November 19th. And it won't come up again. <laughs> It won't rise until January 24th. 65 days of darkness. The sun doesn't ever break the crust or the horizon. Uh, 65 days where the sun doesn't shine. Um, but you can imagine, if you were in Barrow, Alaska on January 24th, that morning when it just does peak above the horizon, uh, you can imagine the celebration that there is at the welcoming of the sun and as the days begin to get longer and the eternal night, as it were, of winter uh, begins to uh, diminish. Well, today is the last day of what is the Christmas season, the 12 days of Christmas. And tomorrow, January 6th, is the beginning of what in the Christian calendar is called Epiphany. 
the word epiphany simply means when something is revealed or shows itself. So on January 24th, when the people in Barrow, Alaska, see the sun, that is an epiphany. That will be the moment when the sun is revealed to them. In the church year or the calendar for the Christian year, uh, epiphany is the season in between the birth narratives and the time Jesus is born that lead up to the time of his crucifixion. And so uh, <clears throat> we'll be in epiphany in this season for, for two months, and we'll look at different texts that talk about how Jesus revealed his glory to the people on earth in his ministry. And then we'll move into the time leading up to Easter and to the, uh, the, the, the crucifixion and then his, his resurrection. So as we begin this new year and as we begin thinking about uh, a new day, our text for this morning states, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Now, I don't know if you ever heard your parents say something like when you were they were trying to wake you up, rise and shine. Did you ever hear that phrase? It's used in the military. I didn't know this, but I was just reading through some stuff. And in Britain, they say it, except before they say rise and shine, they say wakey, wakey. Uh, uh, and, and, and I can check with our, our resident Brit, uh, afterwards to see if it's true. But, um, uh, but the kids know it in a, in a song. Uh, and, and I don't know if some of you kids can help me out and we'll just sing one verse. Do you guys remember how the song goes? Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and Give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Okay, thank you kids for helping and Randy. Uh, <laughs> um, did you know that came from the scriptures? That That is almost a, uh, especially the rise and shine part. It, it came directly from the Bible. And the Bible pictures you, me, the rest of the world as a group of people who kind of live in darkness. Kind of like the people in Barrow, Alaska. And we live in darkness and we're waiting for the sun to shine. We're waiting for the sun to arise. And the text is going to tell us that darkness covers the earth just like it did in the initial creation. So the world we live in is covered with darkness. You don't even have to turn on the news to witness the darkness that surround us. We feel it in our own bodies. We hear about it and we lament with our friends and neighbors as they go through different kinds of situations. But then when we do turn on the news, we hear and we're reminded again that this world is a very dark place. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis uh, likens us to birds in a shell that haven't hatched yet. And he says, like, we're these little baby birds in this enclosed darkness. And we really don't know what's on the other side. And we are limited by this lack of knowledge about what's on the other side. And as this little bird is in the shell, he's got to do a lot of work to get out. He's got to crack the shell with its beak and then struggle to to become free And only when he does that will he be able to achieve the purpose for which he was made, which is to fly. 
So there's two choices for the bird. Stay in the shell, stay in the darkness and die, or go through the struggle of life and get to the point where you can fly. Now, for us, as we are in this darkness, we have a huge advantage over the bird (laughs) because God has told us what's on the other side. He's told us how the story ends. Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said years ago, one of those habits is begin with the end in mind. Know where you're going. Know where you're heading. And God has done that for us. We know how the story ends. What happens is sometimes we forget. Sometimes we allow the darkness of whatever we're living and experiencing and going through. Sometimes we allow it to overpower us to the point where we just don't want to get up. We don't want to do anything. We just want to lay down and go to sleep, stay in the darkness. But like the bird, if we choose that route, our end will not be what God wants. And so the message for today for us as a church is to rise and shine, to to face this new day. Now, the text that we're reading comes from Isaiah chapter 60, if you'd like to turn there. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. This text in Isaiah, well, the entire book of Isaiah, uh, was written to the people of Israel to deal with some things that were in their immediate future, but also in their distant future. The Israelites had two major enemies Egypt was an enemy, but not to the same extent as the Assyrians and the Babylonians. And through the 700s and then into the 500s, those two nations wreaked all kinds of havoc on the people of Israel. They attacked, they invaded, they killed, they destroyed, they devastated the country. And many of the Jews of that day felt that God had abandoned them. And in a sense, he had. He gave them over to their own desires. But also within the book, not only is there a message of judgment that's coming for their sins, there's a message that in the future, God will send a baby who will then bring about renewal and a new life and a new future. And so this text is one of those that gives us a glimpse of what the glory of the Lord will look like in the future. It's not happening yet, but it's a glimpse so that we don't get discouraged in the midst of our darkness. It's a promise that the light is coming and that is designed to give us strength. So in verse one, we read, arise and shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Now, notice that this text is directed to the people, the people of Israel, the people of God's very own possession. The light is shining on Israel, the Jewish people in the midst of their darkness. And then the glory, the the, the glory of God will then shine all around. Two commands and then a very prominent word. Arise. Get up. Um, at 
our weakest moments and our moments of deepest struggle, there's a tendency for humans to just crawl up into a ball, into a fetal position. And what God is telling us to do is to get up, march forward, get moving. Sometimes that command can seem harsh. But what God is saying is don't continue to live as if you're still in darkness. Because now we're in the time of light. And I think a challenge to any church and to any Christian individual is this sense of complacency and comfort. Well, things are kind of going okay. So let's just not rock the boat. Let's not do anything drastic. Let's just kind of one foot in front of the other and let's kind of move forward. Sometimes that's all you can do and that's all we can do. But there's also a sense where God's expectation and God's desire for us is something a little bit grander. And so the second command is to shine. Now, what's interesting is the light coming from God is shining on us, and yet the command is for us to shine. How are we going to shine? I can't generate light. But in the same way as the moon reflects the light from the sun, we also reflect the light from God. And so there should be something about my life that's shiny. And I'm not just talking about the top of my head. There should be a sense where our life is shiny and brings light to the point that people will realize, okay, I like being around this person. There, there's something that attracts me to this person. There's something that in the midst of the, the, uh, the, the hatred and, and the bitterness and, and the, the harshness of life, there's something warm and consoling about this individual. And that is the very glory of God. That's what gives us the ability to reflect God's light. The, the word glory in Hebrew is kabad. And, um, and I didn't know this until I was studying for this text, but, and I didn't think about this, but um, th there's one time where there's an individual who's named Ichabod in the Bible. And Ichabod means someone who does not have glory. It's no glory or without glory. And the only time that that name shows up in Scripture is in First Samuel chapter 4 when the Ark of the Covenant had been stolen by the Philistines, had been given up by the Israelites, and Eli's daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was about to give birth and she dies in childbirth, but before she dies, she names her son Ichabod. Because that was the moment when the glory left Israel. And the glory departed from the people of Israel. And now what the scriptures are telling us is that glory is returning. That glory is returning back to his people. And so part of our challenge is to live as if to live up to who we really are, men and women who have the glory of God. In verse 2, the darkness covers, and it's thick darkness. But the Lord rises, not only the sun, not only the light, but the Lord rises upon us, and his glory appears over us. And in the same way that the light then is reflected in our lives, so the glory of the Lord is also reflected. 
In verses 3 through 5, there are a number of descriptions that uh, it, uh, we're not going to get lost in the details because the language is poetic. It would have meant a lot more to them in their time, and, uh, and it's not the kind of language we would use today. But, but the point is that this light now shining on Israel, on Jerusalem as God's people, is going to be so attractive that it's going to make a stir among all the peoples of the world. Nations will come to your light. Kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons and daughters will return from afar. Those that had been off in captivity are now being returned. And then you will look and you will be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you and to you the riches of the nations will come. Because now God's people are no longer the humiliated, the despised, the ones that people kick to the curb like they used to be in the past. Now we can be proud of what God is doing. Our hearts will throb and swell with joy. You know, I don't know if you do much reading about church politics or church dynamics or church statistics, but just about everything you read will tell you that churches across the United States are dying. Churches are getting smaller and there's fewer of them. There's more churches that close their door every year than open their door. And you can walk away from those statistics feeling like we're in a losing battle. But I think one of the things that this scripture can tell us today is that we can be proud of God's work in us. And this is something that when I think about sunset and I think of the people here and I think of the people who have walked with us through different circumstances and situations in our life, my heart swells because I see how you have been touched by God and you have allowed God to work in your lives and through you to reach other people. And when I talk to people about where I work and with whom I minister, I'm happy to say Sunset Church. Because this is a congregation of people that love God and love one another and are doing whatever we can to somehow make a difference. Now, does our light shine as bright as it should? No. Does it reach as far as it needs to? No. Are are there places in Miami where God's light hasn't shone yet and is waiting for sunset or some of God's people to step up, to rise up and to shine in those areas? Yeah. Very much so. But we have individuals that God is gifting and God is leading and God is uh, moving towards some of those areas. And it's an exciting time. This year is going to be a wonderful year where we see God's work at work in us and through us as we gather together every Sunday. And then as we continue to work outside of our spiritual huddle on Sundays and as we affect our community around us. Verse 6 closes out this section. And and as you read this, see if something doesn't come to mind. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and from all over Sheba will come, all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and frankincense. And proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Gold and frankincense. Does that sound familiar? Well, 
what many refer to is this is kind of the foreshadowing of what the wise men, the magi, would do when they came to seek out Jesus. Jesus' birth was that moment when the light shone or shined all around on earth, and, uh, and even people who were not Jewish recognized. The tragedy, the tragedy is that the Jews had the birth of the Messiah the, light, the, 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 the glory of God, not five miles from Jerusalem. Not five miles. And yet they didn't recognize it. They were so focused on their traditions and their understandings of Scripture that they missed out on one of the hugest, most important, impactful blessings that we all know about now, the birth of Jesus. It was right under their noses. But you know, we, we shouldn't be too hard on them, because as I mentioned, we all know how the story ends. We all have read the book of Revelation or heard messages from it. And we all know that God wins and that there is this promise of a place in God's presence where there is no more death and there is no more sadness and there are no more tears. And yet, in the midst of our darkness, sometimes we forget Sometimes the darkness is so overpowering. And so uh, uh, part of this message to us today is just to remember God's word is true. God tells us this first Sunday of the year, arise and shine. Let the glory of God be seen in you and through you. Every morning you wake up, tomorrow when you wake up, God's mercies and grace will be renewed to you and you will have a new day to honor and live him. Arise and shine. There's a story of an an eccentric old man that I read about who carried around an oil can uh, or a little, you know, can of um, of uh, uh, 3M oil. And uh, and and whenever he came to a squeaky door, uh, whenever he came to a stiff gate, he, he would just oil the hinges and they just kind of move on. And, uh, and, and everybody kind of laughed at him, but his practice of lubricating the hinges that he came to made life easier for everyone who was around him and who followed him. You know, every day, even today, and maybe even at sunset this morning, you're going to find people who grate and who are a bit harsh. And in such situations, we have a choice. We can either make the situation a little bit worse, or we can find some way to make it just a little bit better. We can lubricate their lives with the Spirit of Christ, as it were. You know, we're going to meet people with unbearable burdens. And what they need is a sympathetic word. They need a shoulder to cry on. Others that we're going to find have been overcome by sin. They feel defeated. They don't feel like they have any kind of hope. And some are just downright mean. Uh, a friend of mine posted something that uh, that, that I'm going to print and, and put on my computer, maybe the entire uh, a monitor of my computer, that says, unfollow and don't respond for Facebook. It's not worth it. You'll waste a lot of time, a lot of energy, and you'll get yourself wrapped up. Unfollow 
and don't respond. Some people are just mean. And there's no way that we're going to rid our lives of those individuals. But what we can do is somehow lubricate their lives so that they might get a little bit less harsh. Shine his light. Lend a listening ear. Pause to pray for someone. Speak an encouraging word. Write a note. Send a text. Send an email. Anything you can do to share the glory of God that he's put in us to those around. And no matter how dark the world gets, don't forget the light of Jesus never stops shining. The light of Jesus, once it appeared, the sun will never set on Jesus' blessings in our lives. There will not be a day that we live that we will not experience the light of Jesus. You know, that's what the people who live in Barrow, Alaska, are looking forward to. Once summer comes from May 11th, Until August 2nd, for almost three months, the sun will never set. They'll have 85 days of midnight sun. And so it is with us. Once we experience the light of Jesus in our lives, it will never set. It will never diminish. It will never go away. Sometimes clouds can block it. Sometimes Sin might make it seem like it's not there. But God's sun, S-U-N and S-O-N, are constantly shining every day. And so we take heart and we can say to one another, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of God rises upon you. Rise and shine and give God the glory. I don't know where you're experiencing darkness in your life today. It might be something small. It might be something huge. It might be something that you you can manage or it might be something that's just out of your control. Whatever your situation is, uh, God's word to you is that his light is shining on you. If we can help you to enter into that light, if we can help pray with you to strengthen you for that journey, if we can simply remind you the end of the story. God wins, the sun will never set, and so we can arise and we can uh, be grateful. Let's all stand and sing, and uh, if if you need a a prayer request, or if you have a prayer request, uh, Paco Perez will be here at the front to receive you. Thank you. Sing to me of heaven, sing that.